you very much for the kind invitation. I would like to discuss with you what is new in anal cancer in the last 12 months. It will be very difficult for me because, as you probably know, um, France is playing football in there during this uh, talk. So to be concentrated on the talk when France is playing football is, is difficult. But I will try, I promise. Yeah, but we'll uh, know if you bring them good luck or bad luck. Okay. No. I even don't know the result yet. But uh, So about anal canal cancer, we know the epidemiology, the treatment has been done for more, does not change a lot for years and, and years, but it remains something that is important with the problem of HPV infection in almost all the cases, and the fact that HIV infection is also uh, increasing the risk of, of the development of this cancer. So just to show you uh, some anal canal cancer, and even worse, I would say, uh, you can see that this is uh, something that is very difficult, and this is difficult to treat in, also in terms of quality of life. I will hide this picture because it's too difficult to, to see it, but uh, this is very difficult to, to treat, I would say, because there is the risk of death due to the cancer, but there is also the major problem in terms of quality of life when there is the development uh, of a local recurrence or uh, of huge tumor in the pelvic area that is a nightmare for, for the patient. So if we discuss about chemotherapy, I would take this uh, review as a uh, something new, or maybe something not new, but this very recent review said there is no prospective trial for metastatic squamous cell uh, canal anal cancer. At this time, there is no accepted standard of care consensus, and everything has been done on case series and small retrospective uh, cohorts. So it means that it is very, very difficult to draw a firm conclusion about which type of chemotherapy is useful in this cancer. We continue to use a combination of 5-FU and cisplatine, and there, is, there was about that something that is new at ASCO, very recent ASCO meeting, a work that has been done by people from the Memorial Sloan of Kettering. They, uh, they named this combination FOLF-CIS, and as you can see, it is a replacement of oxaliplatin in Folfox with cisplatin. So you can see how it is difficult to have new data uh, in this field of anal canal cancer, because if you go back to cisplatin in the combination of 5-FU and oxaliplatin to try to demonstrate something, I think that this is clearly a pity, even if the results were not too bad. So what is interesting is to wait for the results of this study. This is a, a UK and international initiative uh, for rare cancer. And this, uh, this group has done the randomized phase two comparing 5-FU and cisplatin versus carboplatin plus weekly paclitaxel. And this will be the first randomized trial on metastatic anal cancer. The, the, the accrual is completed and we are waiting for, for the, the results of that. So if we move now to some new things about targeted therapies in this specific cancer, uh, anal canal cancer, is it useful, for instance, to um, use cetuximab in these patients. There are very recent publications on that. Both are in Journal of Clinical Oncology. The first one has been done in combination 
has been tried to add cetuximab to radiochemotherapy in this patient, even with a period of neoadjuvant chemotherapy in this specific subgroup of immunocompetent patients. 61 patients have been entered. It is non-randomized trial. And the main endpoint, there is, a, uh, there is something that has disappeared, but I can tell you, uh, 61 patients, the main endpoint was to look on the local, uh, local regional recurrence rate. It was 20%, so it seems to be a little bit less than it was observed with standard chemotherapy. So the addition of cetuximab seems to improve a little bit the result, but there was no effect even with comparison to historical control in terms of colostomy-free survival, this is this curve, in terms of overall for survival and in terms of progression-free survival. So the development of cetuximab in addition with chemo-radiotherapy in anal can canal cancer, that could be a good idea when you look on head and neck cancer. This development had, has been stopped in these immunocompetent patients. The same trial or something very similar has been done in patients with uh, HIV-associated anal carcinoma, so patients with HIV infection, there was no neoadjuvant chemo, but a combination of radiochemotherapy, 5-FU cisplatin plus cetuximab, and the results are very, very similar. Not too bad in terms of local control, as you can see, only 20% of local regional failure, but there, the problem is not the, the, the overall survival. It was not too bad, but not too good. And the problem there was the toxicity. You can see uh, a number, more than 26% of grade 4 toxicity in this population of patients that are probably more sensitive to combination treatment. And again, no advantage, so no uh, further development. Uh, we have a little bit different experience with cetuximab, especially in metastatic disease. We uh, did a very, very small pilot study in my institution with a quite good response in some patients, and I show you the, one of the best responses on this slide. And we are trying to continue to develop cetuximab, but more in metastatic disease, and probably there are some projects with a, with a company, with Merck Serrano, that is uh, uh, selling uh, cetuximab to try to evaluate the role of combination of cetuximab plus avelumab, uh, an anti-immune checkpoint, in, in this specific group of patients with anal ca canal cancer, <coughs> but it does not start at this moment. But this is probably something interesting. And this is the exact transition in my talk. Uh, to go from targeted therapy with no new data, clearly no, nothing very interesting, to immunotherapy, and this is probably the most important part of this talk, so just uh, please wake up if you are sleeping, uh, if you were sleeping. And there are, at this time, two publications in the literature. It's full publication. The first one is about the efficacy of nivolumab. This is a, a single arm uh, phase two study evaluating the role of nivolumab uh, in this uh, in this patient. It is given not uh, every uh, 15 jours, but every 15 days. I apologize for the, the French uh, uh, word. And uh, 37 patients were uh, entered in this in this trial. I will show you the, the the main data. It was 
very refractory patients. 5% of these patients had HIV positive tumors. Um, 100 were uh, metastatic, and you can see the, the results in terms of efficacy with a 24% of objective response rate. That is something that is very, very interesting, and with very deep responses, as you can see on this uh, waterfall plot uh, uh, curve. So clearly, it seems that immunotherapy could be, in some of these patients, something that is very interesting, even after failure of chemotherapy. And the overall median survival was 11.5 months. And clearly, for this kind of population, this is something that has to be uh, evaluated. And probably, it is the future of the treatment of these patients. And what is interesting is that these data have been completely confirmed by the evaluation of another anti-immune checkpoint, pembrolizumab. This publication has been done, the previous one, NIVO, was done in Lancet Oncology. This one has been uh, done this year in Annals of Oncology. And uh, this is a little bit different because this study focused on patients with PDL1, the NIVO study was done in any patients. This one has concentrated the effort, the, the effect, uh, the, the selection of patients in, uh, in PDL1 positive uh, patients. And the idea was to evaluate it in refractory patients the efficacy of pembrolizumab. Uh, the analysis of PDL1 uh, expression uh, is, is described there. I, I would say that this is not very interesting. You can see. At the beginning, you select 43 patients with metastatic uh, anal canal cancer with available tumor samples. You look for positivity of PDL1. You move from 43 to 32. So it means that a lot of these patients are positive. And after that, some of these patients were not entered in the study. But at the end, there are 25 patients enrolled in the, enrolled in the study. The baseline characteristic, again, it is patients with heavily pretreated patients. You can see uh, more than uh, 30%, a little bit less than 30% of these patients receive more than three lines of chemotherapy before to be treated with immune therapy. And you can see that they, they receive a, a very, very different uh, uh, chemotherapy, such as 5-FU, mitomycin C, uh, platinum salt, and so on. In terms of toxicity, nothing very, very special for this, this population of patients. And exactly, I would say exactly the same patterns in terms of response, a clear efficacy of this kind of agents, immunotherapy in these patients with squamous cell anal cancer. And you can see the, the control, the disease control rate is more than 50% in this very heavily pretreated population. So this is clearly an hope. And you can see, as it is observed in a lot of diseases, such as lung cancer, for instance, you, obtain, you, can, you are able to obtain with this drug a very long response to treatment and a long control of the metastatic disease. That is something that is very, very interesting in this, in this population. Uh, biology, is there any new 
things in the biology of this tumor. Yes, there is a paper that has been published uh, very recently from the experience of the MD Anderson. Uh, the paper is a little bit complex, so I am not able to show you all the results of the paper because I am unable to understand anything in the, all the things that they describe in the paper. I apologize for that. But at least what, something that seems to be very interesting in these patients is that they compare the biological features of anal cancer, squamous cell anal cancer, versus other squamous cell carcinoma, such as head and neck carcinoma, cervical cancer, uh, squamous cell lung cancer, and you can see that the, the pattern of the biological abnormalities was very similar in squamous cell uh, anal cancer uh, than it is in, in squamous cell lung cancer or uh, other head and neck cancer. And I remember Jean-Pierre Armand, who was my master in Gustave Rossi, he always said, from the mouth to the anal canal, Squamous cell carcinoma is exactly the same disease. It seems to, to be. Uh, it seems to be true. So I would like to go now to the conclusion of this talk to say that we need improvements in the treatment of these patients. We need to put all of these patients in our clinical trials when there are clinical trials. Changes are coming, and again, we hope that the results of the randomized IRC uh, initiative trial will be positive and that we, we will be able to change a little bit the chemotherapy that we give to these patients on very evidence-based medicine basis. Uh, there could be a role for targeted therapy, but a smaller role, and probably in combination with immunotherapy, and I would say that the the most important uh, result for, for this uh, specific cancer is the fact that anti-immune checkpoints are working and we are waiting for the use of this, uh, these uh, compounds in this patient. Thank you very much.